Welcome to Everyday Driver, where cars are more than just transportation. They're freedom, a common ground, a way to grow, and can even make life better. We're here to help everyone find a car they love and discover all the ways cars connect us. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is The Car Debate. Happy Friday. It's snowing here. It's finally snowing a lot here. And we are out in the cheap sports cars doing, let's be honest, stupid things <laughs> I've been in the winter. giggled while sliding around in a car for so a much long fun. time. It's yes, yes. We're, we're shooting stuff for that. So we've got more coming with the cheap sports cars. Honestly, the reason it's been more than a month since our last video there is because now we put all the winter tires on. We're waiting for snow. And then we've had, honestly, like five weeks. Put them weeks. on and it will snow. Seriously, we've had like five yeah. weeks here in Park City where it really hasn't snowed. And then this week it decided it's coming back with a vengeance. We're actually, we're actually very excited because we're driving those cars around. I know yeah. people are going, what are you doing in that? I drove back home with the top down on the SLK and I was waiting for people's reaction. And it didn't occur to anybody. They looked at like just a normal car. I'm like, no, the top's down. It's winter. It's 19 degrees outside and it's windy. We are Give still, me some kind of cool reaction. <laughs> Hello. We are still peopling uh, actually both channels. We're putting stuff both places. We've got our Test Drive Videos channel. That just got the Cadillac CT4 that gets quite ranty. And we just <laughs> yeah. put an old TV episode called No Minivans. That is the Kia Telluride, the Honda Pilot, and the Mazda CX-9. That just dropped on the original YouTube channel, the Everyday Driver channel. And that's just because we are keeping things going. That original channel is getting something about every two weeks. The Test Drive channel is currently getting something once a week. But in the month of February, we'll probably get two videos a week for all of February because we have that much backlog of press cars. They're still coming in. We're very excited to share all that with you. Indeed. We've got Hatch Recipe coming up on the Motor Trend Cable Channel. That is episode five for season eight. Mm -hmm. It is the 2021 Mazda 3 Turbo versus a Golf R. Mm -hmm. And the reason we chose the Golf R, this is the seventh generation Golf R, because it didn't occur to us. There was no other car that we could really think of that that Mazda 3 competes against. You could say the Veloster N. You could say the Civic Type R, all mm-hmm. those kinds of things. But when you start to look at stats and price and actually the positioning mm-hmm. where Mazda engineers have put the car, it doesn't really compete. Well, the, the buyers are different. It's the all-wheel drive hatchback thing. First off, there's very few of those out there. And then it's an all-wheel drive hatchback that is designed to be your luxury commuter. That takes out most of the ones you were just thinking about and kind of leaves you with the Golf R. Yeah, right. So we pulled that right. out. Now, we also, that's the 7th gen, of course, because the 8th gen is not here yet. Right. The 8th gen right. golf isn't even really here yet. So we, we want to get into all of those, but we're actually going to take that piece. It will go with everything of Season 8 to Amazon and also to Vimeo. But we're actually going to peel off that Mazda 3 piece and actually put it on YouTube sooner rather than later. That's coming in the next month or so because we know that it's relevant now because the current Golf R is, I mean, if you will, the 7th gen Golf R is all that exists right now. As soon as the 8th comes out, it's a little less relevant. So we're going to put it out soon. We're very excited for you guys to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's also less relevant because that 8th generation is going to be more expensive and more powerful. Yes. So It's going to push itself away from the Mazda 3. Yes. Yes. That will kind of make it stand alone in the marketplace, both the Golf Mm -hmm. and the Mazda. So very interesting. That's coming at you. Also, some information here about a giveaway. We are conducting a giveaway thanks to Griot's Garage, our sponsor Mm -hmm. for TV and the podcast. As of Sunday, January 31, 2021, Guess the mileage of mm-hmm. both cheap sports cars. So guess the mileage of Todd Z4 and yep. my SLK. Yep. And leave us a 
whatever your guess is in social media. So we'll post on all of our normal social media. Yes. And then we'll announce the winner on Tuesday, February 2, 2021. So Tuesday's Tuesday's podcast. podcast. Yes. It'll be about 24 hours for that to just kind of marinate there for you to think about the mileage. And based on what kind of hints you've heard us say Mm -hmm, on the mm -hmm. Cheap Cars Challenge, the other videos, if you've seen the TV episode where we went to Colorado with these cars, we've mentioned mileage here and there. So if you've picked up on those, you'll probably get pretty close. And And this is is straight up closest. Above, below, doesn't matter. This is straight up closest to each of those cars will win what we're calling the ceramic family products from Griot's. They have put the ceramic formula in just about everything. They have a little kit together. You will get one of those kits if you win. Again, that will go out to be posted Sunday of Please Guess. And then by Monday afternoon, we record for Tuesday's podcast. That'll be the end. It's about a 24-hour period. And you'll get to win that whole uh, ceramic family kit, which is really cool, actually. Yeah, it's excellent. Well, there's a piece of news before we get to a couple of cool car debates here. First of all, we've got Ian, who is writing to us with a family, a growing family, as a matter of fact. And Ian and his family are Infinity people. Mm, I noticed this, yes. They have two of them. Yes, they do. We've also got Eric A. down in Orange County, California with a two-car quandary. We've got a pretty fun story there, and I've got some good ideas for you, Eric. Good. But before we get to that, there's some news that you have about your dad. Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I should share this. You're right. Okay, this this is an accidental car conclusion. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it. I, look, I've told stories about my dad before on this podcast, and yes, he's obsessed with Chevy Caprices, and he's owned like pretty much just GM products my entire lifetime. Yes. Okay. The last time that they bought a car that was dirt, they don't buy cars that often either, because the last time they bought a car was their Chevy Equinox, which was about five years ago. Okay. Okay. Which means inside the lifespan of this show. And at that time, right. it's the only car they've ever bought within the lifespan of the show, if you think about it, which is crazy to think about. It's the only one they've huh. ever bought. And okay. I said, please buy a Mazda CX-5. I remember that. And they said, well, we're looking for a five-seat SUV, you know, something your mom can drive that she would like, decent gas mileage, nice to be in, going to run, be reliable. I said, yeah, please buy a Mazda CX-5. <laughs> they promptly bought a Chevy Equinox because they're GM people. Right. And guess what? Right. They haven't liked it that much. And I have tried. This is my not surprised face. I have tried hard to not come back with. You should have bought the the Mazda CX five. But anyway, so right. But here's the weird thing going on. My parents have just moved within driving distance of me, which is weird in its own category. I actually have. I've told this joke before. You know the scene in Lion King where they hold up Simba and all the all of the animals bow. Yes. This is my son because he's the only grandchild. Well, what I love so, is you've kind of told everybody, if you want to see the grandkid, you're coming to us because yes. we're not coming to you. Yes, because we live in a resort town. And they took that so seriously, they moved here. <laughs> That's how serious it is. So I have both sets of grandparents within driving distance of me. That is, if you look up in a dictionary the term mixed bag, that's the answer right there. It is a mixed bag. It's just a picture. It's just a picture of, of your of, It's just a picture of the map and where all three of us are located. That's really all that's there at that moment. So anyway, oh, so funny. my parents live close now. My dad is in his seventies. So is my mom. My dad's in his seventies. This is a man who is I would describe as tangentially interested in cars. This is also a man who has owned a Jaguar E type. Yes, he owned two Jaguar E types when I was right, two. when I was young. He I mean, owned he gets one a lot of points in my book. Yes, he does. And then it went to a sea of boring and mostly GM. Then the because, points were taken away because because of that. the Jag was so staggeringly unreliable. Sure, that sure. he then, walked away and went to buy Chevy products, and those have been, uh, frankly, they used to be really good, and you know he's had some mixed bag stuff in the last twenty years. So, anyway. car choices also mixed bag. <laughs> so, 
he has car interest, okay, but he doesn't really justify pulling the trigger on anything worthwhile. But here he is. Until he with me as a son, you. with me as a son, yeah. going on all these fun road trips, taking all these cars, driving cheap sports cars, and it kind of makes him go, "Now wait, now wait, wait, wait. How much was that Z four? We've had these conversations where he's like, Gosh. "What now?" Because he's thinking, "I I could spend a little bit of money, you know, ten, fifteen grand, maybe twenty if I stretch. That's kind of his budget for. Wouldn't it be fun?" And he's never, please understand this, since the Jaguars in the seventies, he's never bought a car to be fun. It's been a while. It's been a long time. And everything he's bought has been very, very used. So we got into a conversation in the last few weeks about Miatas. And I was shocked. I was like, Miatas, really? You're looking at, you know. And I was like, Dad, you could get a very Such cheap Miata. Such choice. You could get a very cheap Miata. You and Mom could go on road trips where they're talking about doing. Uh, he was fascinated by our million-dollar highway piece. He's like, I want to go there in a fun car. He's like, well, you got to get a fun car first. Anyway, so we started talking about Miatas. And then... He and my son were hanging out, and they decided to watch American Original. Okay, okay. And he just mentioned to me in passing how much he still loves Corvettes. Now, must stop here because it was an epiphany for me. He's my own dad. It was an epiphany because he has talked about Corvettes and how he's always wanted a Corvette. I'm not kidding you when I say this. For as long as I've been alive. Despite the Jaguar ownership and despite all that stuff. Yes. The thing he keeps lusting after was the Corvette. And I can specifically remember starting when the C5 generation was introduced. From then forward, so the 90s, any time a new Corvette was dropped, he would not shut up. But then he would promptly not buy one. (laughs) So he has just been lusting after Corvettes forever. And I suddenly had an epiphany. I was like, look, look, look. This is Chevy guy. Mm -hmm. If he's going to really buy a fun car, the chances are he should just go buy a Corvette. And he's been talking about it Absolutely. forever. Absolutely. And anytime yes. I bring up a, the word the word Corvette, he tells me the exact same single story. He has one story apparently about a guy that when he was in high school, this guy was in college, and he came back into their small town with no stoplight in Kansas and took took all the high schoolers around in his Corvette. This is my dad's Corvette story from when he was a senior in high school and he can't shake it. Unbelievable. So I sat down with my dad a week ago. We were having lunch. We were having lunch as a family. Good, good. He and my son had just finished watching American Original. I jumped, I jumped in. I was like, I'm going to pretend you wrote to the show. Because I know plenty of information. I know what your email would have been. Of course. I said, you're course. a GM guy. You've wanted a Corvette your entire life. You want a fun sports car right now. Go buy a Corvette. And I yeah. probably pulled up our local ads, local ads for him. And I said, by the way, Dad, anybody wanting to sell a Corvette in January during a snowstorm needs that car to go. Absolutely. Now's the time to buy. To my utter astonishment, my mother said, I'd much rather a Corvette than a Miata. And your dad's been talking about it his entire life. I wish he'd just get on with it. So now, if you will, the minister of finance just said, let's get this done. My dad, to his credit, said, your mom can't drive stick. And I said, well, I could teach her. And he said, I understand that. But I want her to be fully comfortable. So Fair enough. He Fair said, enough. I want to yeah. get an automatic for your mom. Okay. Okay. A, if that's know, kudos, the only barrier to entry. Kudos to him. Then great. He called me <clears throat> Monday night <laughs> when I was delivering the rest of season eight. The last episode was out, headed to Discovery. He called me Monday night. He said, you want to go look at cars tomorrow? And I said, excuse me? <laughs> what have you done with my father? Yes, exactly. Who is this? We went and looked. My father bought... A first-year Corvette C6 
I, 2005. It, it is, honestly, it is old man spec. I hate to say it, but it is. He is 74, so I'll give it to him. It is red, <laughs> chrome wheel, automatic, 05. Now, that means it's a four-speed automatic. It went to a six-speed later. It's a four-speed automatic, right, right. but it's 400 horsepower. And For a guy is, that's not used to horsepower, it that's is, a million horsepower. It is a rocket ship compared yeah. to anything he's ever owned. It is, it is absolutely a rocket ship. I have never seen my dad so joyous, joyously on the verge of tears, I would almost say. He was just astonished that it was his. I mean, you've told me all this, and I knew all this in advance, yeah. and I'm still jaw-dropped. I'm still just amazed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thrilled that he finally pulled the I, trigger. I am astonished that he pulled the trigger. I'm astonished. And my favorite part of the story, I haven't told you this yet, my favorite part of the story, because I, I mentioned it as a throwaway. When we went Tuesday morning, I dropped my son off at school like I always do, and I just said to him in passing, I said, hey, I'm going with your grandparents today. We're going to look at Corvettes. And my son looked at me and he went, you're doing what? Because <laughs> he understands the story well enough. He's right. 11. Right, right. And I said, yeah, we're going to go look at one. We're going to see one. It, it looks like a pretty good one. It looks like very nice. He said, um, well, what if they pick me up from school in it? I said, buddy, <laughs> they haven't bought it yet. Okay. So this car, by the way. I love is, how he's always angling. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is, the, my dad is the third owner of this car since it was new in 05. The first owner went all the way to Chicago to get it. It was one of the first ones in Utah. Sold it to the second owner who runs a garage. Perfect. It is an 05 with 28,000 miles on it. Ugh. It is showroom condition. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. It's all the car my father ever needs. It's fantastic for Of course, for of course. We got back to my house when the whole transaction was done. It was 20 minutes before my son needed to be picked up from school. And my, my dad said, what time is your son done? And you said, go. I said, let's do this. Good so for you. So he was sitting in the parking lot with the engine running. My son came out and went, you didn't really buy. Is that yours? <laughs> so he got to ride home from school in his grandfather's brand new Corvette. The whole family sitting here just astonished. I'm still shocked. Just what he's doing for your son, because your son now has memories with yes. this car instantly. And I think my dad already realizes that. Do yeah. it. Okay, don't do it for yourself. Do it for your grandson. Mm-hmm. The end. Mm-hmm. And you're making memories with the car. I right. have never driven home as slowly as I did, leading my dad back home in his new Corvette. <laughs> Because he wanted, because he wasn't sure we were in a weird part of town. I had to get kind of circuitous. Sure. I had to like lead him home. I was his nav system, and I kept slowing down. I was in the <laughs> Equinox, going, "We're really going slower than this." Come we on. we lived that thing you and I joke about mm-hmm. about the old Corvette oh, driver in the third lane going well below the speed. We were that coming home. Oh gosh! It's like, all right, well, this is what this life is. But but hey, I'm making fun. Hey, yeah, of a man who went and bought his dream car at seventy four. And it has already just like opened his eyes. He's just kind of gone. I own this. I'm so thrilled it, to it hear is, that. It's so That's funny, so gratifying. Because, yes, you have no idea. Because you do have an idea. He doesn't really listen to this podcast. He knows kind of what we do. <laughs> to to see what we do completely converge with him and to watch it make him so happy is awesome. I'm so thrilled. It's to hear really that. cool. So my father now owns a Corvette, and my son said, wrapping up. My son said, you know. Ever since Dad made American Original, I just wished somebody in our family would get a Corvette, and now you've done it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's a Corvette in the Deacon household now. Our friends at Griot's Garage have got a new line of ceramic products to make your car care easier and more satisfying than ever. 
Start with the new ceramic wash and coat, an ultra-slick formula that can be used with either the bucket wash method, which I like, or a foaming sprayer, which I also like, or a cannon, which I also like. We actually take Griot's Speed Shine with us on every single shoot. It's the ultimate for quick detailing, and it now has ceramic protection as well. Ceramic Speed Shine maintains a slippery gloss finish in between your main washing and protection days. And they even have ceramic trim wipes for long-lasting protection on plastic trim. Try any of these products or use them as your new wash routine. They are 100% guaranteed and all their liquid products are made in the USA. Don't forget to use the code EDRIVER when you order at griotsgarage.com. Our audience gets 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. ENS writes to us, with a family, a growing family, as a matter of fact. He and his wife have a two-and-a-half-year-old son and another baby boy on the way next month wow. and an eight-year-old beagle mix. Okay. Ian, congratulations on your growing family. <laughs> congratulations on your beagle. Wait, no, that's not right. But no, congratulations <laughs> on the family. That's very cool. I love it. They are infinity people. Mm-hmm. They're hoping to get some recommendations, however. They currently have a 2018 Q50. The lease okay. is up in just a few months here. And his wife has a 2019 QX60. Leases up uh, a few months after that. They, they, both those cars were leased within six months of each other, and they're yeah. both Infinities. So that's what we're dealing with. Okay, interesting. Now, Ian is hoping to spend no more than $40,000. Good luck with that, Ian. He's looking for something fun <laughs> and with character and enough room to comfortably fit two car seats and a stroller. Okay. He doesn't want the car to be too old. He wants relatively modern amenities and something that will be reliable. All right. I get that. Doesn't need to be a full-time family car since that's what his wife's next SUV or he says minivan. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Just cross that right out. <laughs> but that's what he's expecting, and that means we're actually just shopping for him. We're not shopping for both of them. We're not shopping for his wife. We're Yet. just shopping for him Yet. so far. Yeah. Ian's got a one hundred dollar reservation put down on a new Bronco, but he says who knows when that'll be ready. It mm-hmm. probably won't be available till another year, so he might be moving away from that. He's been trying to also find a relatively low-mile Land Cruiser or LX, but he says even for 75,000-mile vehicle from 2010, over mm-hmm. a decade old, prices are still forty dollars or $50,000. Land Cruisers, they hang on to their value like they nothing do. else. Yeah, They do. He is not married to an SUV. He would love to have a sports sedan. He's not sure what would be big enough to handle dad duties, but he wants fun for dad, but also not leaving family behind. True. Family responsibility. True, true. Behind. But it also doesn't have to be the primary family car, which does free us up somewhat. It does. It does. Some pre-owned cars have been thinking about. I love your list, Ian. Uh, Kia Stinger, Audi A7. Thought of a Golf R, Civic mm-hmm. Type R. Really? You've got a Civic Type R in your list, Mr. Infinity Family? I think that's great. I would love to see you in a Civic Type I, R. And I, I think I it's a really, really yes. interesting choice. Yeah, for sure. I love it. He's got a BMW X5, Lexus GSF, Porsche Cayenne. And he's also got the Infinity Q70L with 5.6 liter. Scratch that off as well. Ian, 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 you have a... Okay, I'm just going to put this out there. <laughs> We've talked about don't have two of the same model in your garage. You have Unless the Porsches are low tie, right? You, you have, no, still. You have two of the same model in your garage. They're both the same era as well. It's not like you have an old one and a new one even. That's true. No true. more Infinities. You've <laughs> covered that brand. And I'm not saying it because it's Infinity. I'm just saying you have covered that brand. You've had them. Yep. No more. Let's move to other things. I know you have concerns about European alternatives, mm-hmm. and you're freaked out. You say in your email, you're freaked out about potential maintenance costs and issues. So you would probably only consider them if they have some sort of extended warranty, which is possible. Mm-hmm. CPOs yeah, yeah. and brand yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. Even if you buy brand new, that is valid mm-hmm. because 
of uh, financing, currently financing, and used cars are very expensive. They've gone yes. up in value, and new is not out of the picture here. Well, but I also think it's interesting because Ian's coming off a situation where both of their cars are leased. Right. Which right. suggests here that, Ian, you could lease one of the cars you would have been frightened of. That's true. And use your budget that way because you're already familiar with leasing and have yourself completely defended upon something goes wrong. You could do that. I actually thought about you buying, but I want to put out here real quickly, you could open up the world even further by just leasing something. No, you're right. And leasing isn't for everybody, but if you're already used to it. Both of his cars. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually justifies my choice for you even more. (laughs) Good. Excellent. If you're going to get a sedan, let's make it a good one. Yes, please. I There's many sedans on the market, but the standouts proliferate reasons for sedans to exist. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Good ones are Panameras and E63s and M5s and that kind of stuff. All those are too expensive. Mm-hmm. There is a brand that I don't think you've considered at all, mm. as a matter of fact, that I think would work for dad car and it's kind of a sleeper. And they're fun to drive, and they've got great tech, and they're gorgeous looking. They're even better looking now than they've ever been. Okay. Volvo. Mm. Volvo all day long, my friend. And I know you're going, what? I want you to take a look at the website. And once you do, I've actually kind of gravitated towards the V70 for you. Look at you. you. Those are really cool. Let me tell you a little story. Todd and I were driving somewhere. You and I are in the car together, and we're going to lunch or something. That never happens, but yeah, keep going. There was a reddish-orange, brand-new Volvo V70 at a stoplight. Mm -hmm. We nearly broke our necks looking at this Mm -hmm. thing. It didn't say, oh, mom-mobile or dad-mobile or, you know, I'm giving up on fun in life and I hate myself. It didn't say any of those kinds of things. Mm. It just said, oh, my God. Gosh, how unique and rare and cool. And we've driven that hybrid, the top end mm-hmm. Volvo S60, and we can't get over how good it is. Every aspect from seats to backseat room mm-hmm. to tech That's really good. to That's how really good. it drives to how quick it is. So you have a myriad of engine options. Mm-hmm. They use the same engine for everything, as you've heard us talk about. <laughs> myriad of options. Just a quick refresher. It is small <laughs> engine. Two and a half liter four cylinder. Just that's one. the base. Just that's one. the only one coming off the assembly line of Volvo. It's is like that Legos. engine? They build upon the same. It thing. is. It's that engine. Then that engine with the turbo. Then that engine with the turbo and a supercharger. Then that engine with turbo, supercharger, and a hybrid system. <laughs> it's all the same engine. It's now just overloaded with everything we could add to it. And then it gets like four hundred horsepower and like four hundred fifty pound feet of torque, and it moves. It's such a sleeper. Now that's the hybrid up at the top end. This also There's means that if you flavors. find a Volvo mechanic, he's seen that engine before. <laughs> he's for aware sure, of that. Sure. Engine. Oh, it's one of those because that's all they do. Yeah. Ian, Volvo has never been better than they are right now. It's true. In my opinion, I think they're phenomenal. And you remember they always used to be about safety, right? Yeah. That's never that's never gone away. True. They true, just true. suddenly got beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the details. So what I love about them is it's still exquisite and build quality and tech enough for Mm, parents, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's still useful enough for kids and it's got a lot of space. I I could see you rocking a V70. And you're just not going to see any others. That's the other thing about it. Get it it in a bright color and people are going to go, you're discerning. What is that? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I like it. I like it. Especially if you lease it, which means you could probably lease the higher flavors of that V70. Mm-hmm. Even if you go cross-country, whatever. But I, th- I just think V70, I don't know quite where you're located in the U.S. or on the planet. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I'm all about that V70 for you. 
I like that. I've got a few for you. I do like that a lot, actually. I, the Volvos are killing it. Two seats and a stroller is what your needs are. Now, my question is, how big are these car seats and how big is this stroller? You may not have an answer for that yet, but you can do the big monster this has missiles and cup holders version of seats and strollers, or you can do the pared down versions that are also safe. What option box is that? What what package? I, it's just depends. It just depends on how you shop for your car seats and strollers. Missiles and cup holders. I just mean, that about sounds it's, pretty interesting. They're they're up there. Yeah, for sure. I will check that box. So some strollers, if you get the really heavy duty ones, don't even fold down that small. But some of them, it's not that bad. Sure. So sure. I'm going to start with one that you'll have money left over that I think you would thoroughly enjoy. Okay. That I think blends that this can do the dad stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it also can just be fun and really nice to be in. And that is, we brought it up many times before, Mercedes GLA AMG 45. Scrumptious. This is mm. the grown-up Golf R. It's like you step beyond the Golf R, <laughs> and it has very aggressive, almost race-looking front seats and a very normal back seat. Now, it doesn't have a generous back seat for legroom, but you're putting kids back there true. in car seats. True, very true. Which means leg room, knee room is irrelevant. You're going to get kicked in the back your back by little tiny feet, but that's okay. It it's doesn't fine. matter what car you but drive. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing is, I think those back seats are fine. And I have personally put myself in the hatch of that to use it as a camera vehicle. So I suspect right, you did. that your stroller will also fit. This is not a big vehicle, but you can get it for almost half your budget, which means buy it for half your budget probably buy it for 25 or so, mm-hmm. buy it for half your budget, get an extended warranty, have money left over. I think that's a really good contender there, GLA AMG 45. Get, and by the way, the AMG 45 is the only GLA I'm recommending. Get that one. Right, right. Those I think are you'd compelling. really like it. You mentioned the Porsche Cayenne. I think you would like that look I own one. There's nothing wrong with that. I also like your Kia Stinger idea. I think mm-hmm. that's very, very solid. You'd be very surprised by how usable and fun that is. If you're going to look at the Stinger, I have a couple others and a wild card. Okay. Shop the Mercedes E-Class wagon. What's the nicest, newest, fastest one you can get for your money? See, I want him in the E63S. Of course. Of course. Derek, who follows the show, just got one, and it's probably the best car choice he's ever made. So kudos to you, Derek, for the ultimate dadmobile. But watch our piece on that that thing. It's killer. But, But here's the thing. What's interesting about the Mercedes is, and their whole lineup right now, if you don't get the fire breathing dragon engine, Mm. They're still surprisingly fast, and they have great tech. Yeah, they are. So I would say, what's the newest, fastest Mercedes E-Class wagon you can afford? Mm-hmm. Get an extended warranty for that. Drive the Ultimate Dad wagon. Yeah. If that yeah. scares you a little bit because of the initial cost, because the thing we always say is, look, you bought a $100,000 used car for twenty. When you maintain it, you're maintaining a $100,000 car. They're expensive. Yeah. yeah They're yeah, more expensive yeah. than I bought a $20,000 Hyundai, and I just got it maintained because I bought it for ten. Right. This is a different category. You have to have the right category in your head. But along these lines, if that uh, Mercedes wagon's a little bit too much, they're hard to find. But shop the Mer- pardon me, shop the BMW three series wagon. I love that we're all we're recommending wagons. Yes, I love that because you never see them. Yeah, but when you find them, they're just they're just solid. They're not look. They're not the best BMW performer. But a 3 Series wagon is just, it's cool, it's interesting. You can sometimes find them in manual if you shop far enough back. That's true. It it really is a very cool car. And then my wild card, because I'm pretty sure you're not going to find one in your budget. (laughs) But it's the car. Okay. Cadillac CTS-V wagon. 
Oh man. See, the problem is the enthusiasts have gotten hold of it. It's gone way back it's up the like other direction. It's like 50 and, to 60, depending upon yeah. where it is, which is why it's in wildcard territory. But you could get it in six-speed manual. That would be cool, Ian, if you rock that. That is the dad wagon yeah, right there, is. if ever done. That, that's way up there, too. So hopefully something in there is good for you. But I honestly, I say GLA AMG 45 would surprise you. I agree. Those are always a solid choice. Well, send us photos. Surprise us with your photos, Ian, when you make your decision. And... If you're listening and you've got your own car debate, write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. Topic Tuesdays, car debates, and your car conclusions, you can send those there. Or you can find us on the website. The top right corner of the website has an About tab, and right under there, if you scroll over that, is the Contact button. So that syndicates to the same place. Yep. When your car needs new brakes, it's a great time to upgrade for better stopping power. We're excited to partner with PowerStop Brakes for an easy way to get more performance from something you already need. PowerStop is on a mission to deliver better brakes on every vehicle in every situation from daily commuting to towing to track days. These are all bolt-on, direct-fit parts for better braking, no modifications required. Every PowerStop complete brake kit comes with all the parts you need to upgrade your brakes, including pads, rotors, and even those little clips and fasteners. Plus, all their pads are made from a carbon fiber ceramic compound, which they've tested extensively to deliver low dust and noise-free performance. So the next time you need brakes or you simply want to upgrade, visit PowerStop.com and enter your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use car finder. We even found great kits for our SUVs and our cheap sports cars. Give your everyday driver the easy and affordable performance upgrade it deserves at PowerStop.com. Eric A. is down in Orange County, California with a two-car quandary. His dad turned him on to our podcast. That's very cool. I love that. His dad's an enthusiast who owns a 1961 Mercedes 190 SL. He's owned it for 30 years. Wow, that's cool. That is fantastic. Well done. Eric, I'm hoping you've driven that a lot. I hope so too. Yeah, for sure. Well, Eric is looking for the perfect vehicle combination. He is married, 35, no kids. He currently has a 2012 Mercedes GL 450 as the daily. He bought a year and a half ago when his two and a half hour commute was cut down to 15 minutes. (laughs) And he did the dumpster dance, like the MPG victory dance, you know. Like, Yay, <laughs> like, look, I win. Gas mileage doesn't matter. I <laughs> bought this. That's very good. He's also got a 2013 BMW 135iS six-speed, which is his driver's car. 135iS. That's that's really that's the almost one M. Those are it cool, is. and you just don't see those. He's had that for a little over two years, but now his commute is about to go back above 100 miles round trip, four Ooh. to five Ooh, days a okay. week. And he says it's a pretty drive down the coast from Orange County to San Diego. For those of you who have done that on Interstate 5, it is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's not fast. Lots to look at. It's not fast. It's, but it's, it's a traffic commute. At least it's there pretty. There are places where it opens up and then you feel like you're moving bit. and you got the ocean right there. Yeah, for nice. sure. But he says the mileage in the Merc is going to kill him. He says at 83,000 miles, it's, he thinks it's about to start breaking him on maintenance. Mm-hmm. And he's going to put, he's going to rack up the miles like crazy yeah. if he's doing that commuting that th- thing. Beyond the miles per gallon, just the number of miles he'll throw at whatever he's driving. Yeah, yeah. I always like to look over right when you get near Camp Pendleton and look towards the ocean. And you can usually find something going on with training, or you can find choppers way out in the distance, and you can see you know, activity going on. I've even seen tanks off of oh, the Oh, seriously? That's funny. Going next to the freeway going, oh, my gosh. What's going? <laughs> Is someone invading? Yeah. I'm just trying to commute here. Exactly. Should I stop? Crazy. So I love that, uh, that freeway as well. Well, he says uh, the BMW is also great fun, but running down the pothole-filled I-5 is rough on him and the car. And the six-speed in heavy traffic isn't ideal. Yeah, you'd be stopping going in that. That wouldn't be fun, yeah. 
He is planning to sell the Mercedes. Anybody want to buy a GL 450? It's here. Selling. Yeah, for sure. So with that sold, he's got a budget of about $50,000. Now, while he does enjoy the 135, as I said, he's had it for a couple of years. He said it's a special car, mm-hmm. but there's so many other great cars out there he hasn't experienced. Agreed, agreed. So he's open to selling that too, which okay. bumps his budget to $70,000. Okay. So what he's looking for is a two-car combination that will cover both commuting, moderate utility, no towing, but he and his wife do like to do road tripping, and he says, I'm a weekend home depot frequenter. <laughs> Fun to drive, something special. He's an enthusiast, so unique cars are a plus. Okay. His list that he's been thinking about so far are a Shelby G- GT350, Corvette Stingray. Okay. I'm guessing not the C8, but probably going Probably backwards. the C7 for, for the price he's dealing with, for, for certainly for two cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. BMW M2, BMW M5, almost any AMG. It sounds like you're a Mercedes fan as well, European car fan. He does have the ATS-V Cadillac on here. That's pretty cool. You can get those cheap, too, and they have a great engine. Yeah, they are good. 911s, of course, vintage or modern. Audi S8, Porsche mm. Cayenne. Mm. I love that you're listing kind of all the, the cool usual suspects. If yeah, we could. there's some good stuff here. Yeah. He's not an SUV fan. He says wagons and vans are cool, but he loves sports cars and sleepers. Okay, I like it. I like it. He says three cars is an option, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I did there. too, but he has an interesting car history. Do you see this car history? First off, I'm going to say right now, Eric, no more BMWs for you. You've had three. That's true. On a list of seven cars, three of them are BMWs. You have had an El Camino, a Dodge Grand Caravan, a Saab 9.3 that you describe as terrible car, no more Saabs ever. Good news, they don't exist. Mazda CX-7, which was lesser. It was their big five-seater that they don't even sell anymore. So the Mazda CX-7, of course, this BMW and the Mercedes GL. So I think think we're done with BMWs. (laughs) I have a two-car – Landed on a two-car idea for you, and as soon as I landed on this two-car idea, I just went, I'm stopping there. Really? I've got two cars for you that I think do it all because the thing I like is you you don't have to have huge family hauling needs. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have huge cargo needs or towing needs. You want to be able to commute in something that gets decent gas mileage is still unique and worthwhile to be in. I've solved that, okay. and I've also gotten you a fun car. Okay. This is exciting. I went the two-car route as well, Eric. I do love a 911 for you. Highly recommend it anytime you're thinking about 911. I will push you off that cliff. But I'm not sure it's quite on point for this discussion because I am thinking about both of you guys, you and your wife, and your proximity to a lot of great driving roads and Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, yeah. You can take Pacific Coast Highway all the way down if you like. And Del Mar is one of my favorite towns down there. I love stopping in Del Mar. As a unique car, I thought of one that was the one do it all. I want to get that. I want to get past it first because I thought of it, but I thought, ah, I want you to have two cars. Mm -hmm. And that is a 2019 Audi RS five Sportback. Oh, interesting. They're now $74,000 with very low miles That bright red Audi color. You don't see those all the time. You don't. You're right. That's interesting. Whenever we see the RS five Sportback, we kind of go, Oh yeah, Yeah, that thing. That thing. (laughs) Those exist. That that is, that is a real car. Okay, cool. Interesting. Discerning, but it's still just one car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I want you to have more tool for the job kind of thing. I like it. So of course I'm going the Porsche route. I started off with Cayman, Cayman and Stinger. Okay. Commute, fun, interesting, but I tweaked that. I refined it. I'm going for a $30,000 Boxster for you. 
Okay. Any Boxster at thirty grand and a forty or forty-five thousand dollar Genesis G seventy, slightly used. Mm. They're right about that now. That's my combination for it's you. It's good. It's good. G seventy is such a great car to spend time in. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. understand the commute. You'll be happy. Gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. But then you've got a Boxster sitting at home. You you for did both well. You and your wife to just go home. You did well. In fact, you did so well that I think that poor Eric has to buy a Boxster. Because is that on your list? That's on my list too. Congratulations, Eric! You're buying a Boxster. Your new Boxster. <laughs> We're thrilled for you. I mean, I, 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 I think that is the answer for the car that's in the garage. For you decided you did want to commute today, yeah. Or you and your wife are going to dinner, or you want to do yeah. a fun road, or whatever. It's Southern California. Put the top down. Buy the most yes. Boxster you can for your budget. As far as the newest, most powerful, sure. best sure. setup version, you can get. Because there's so many options in the Porsche catalog, figure out the specs you like and go find that one even if you have to shop nationwide. They're great cars. And I'm also going to say to you, that one has to be six-speed. Get a full driver's car spec. Totally. And enjoy. I'm expecting 30, 35 grand goes to that because my other car for you, I was thinking about commute, Mm -hmm. which means decent gas mileage, nice place to sit. Yeah. The very latest in tech. But I also thought you went to Home Depot and you got something long. All right, how about a hatchback the way the seats go down? Okay. But you're a guy that you're a car enthusiast. So when the freeway opens up, let's have a little bit of spice. Let's Civic have type all R? of these things. No, brand new Mazda 3 turbo all-wheel drive. That's good. Spend That's good. 35 grand on one of those. If you want to be stealth, don't get the sole red. Get it in gray. I don't like it in gray, but get it in gray. You'll just blend with traffic. And then when you have a hole in traffic, you're gone. Eric, that Mazda 3 Turbo is so dang good. And you're going to get like 30 miles to the gallon. It's so good. And it's a very nice place to sit. Apple CarPlay, all the latest of everything tech-wise. That is a car that will just blend into the background and make your commute something that you're just getting through. You'll probably listen Mm -hmm. to this podcast while commuting, (laughs) and the miles are just – you'll forget about the fact – that you're driving because you're just getting through the commute. I've been there, man. You just, I, this is how long this takes. But the Mazda is a perfectly good place to it's sit still there. It's fun, though. It's still engaging. There's great power. Exactly. When the freeway opens up or you go at an odd time or you have a great on-ramp, that's a really fun car to drive. I do like that a lot. But then waiting at home is that Boxster that you and your wife can both drive and just enjoy. That's my two-car garage for you, man. I'm done. Okay. Well, Eric, send us photos of your Boxster when you get one. <laughs> we're, we're waiting. Every winter, we find ourselves tracking snow, salt, and grime into our cars. Thankfully, Covercraft has a variety of floor mats to keep you winter-proof. Covercraft floor mats and cargo mats are custom-fitted to your exact car, and they include the original equipment security grommets, if applicable. They're the perfect and durable way to protect your car's carpet and add style and comfort to your interior. Plus, you can choose from many color and material options to complement or contrast the interior colors of your car or truck. Covercraft is sure to have what you need. They offer plush carpet, Berber carpet, even sheepskin, which is warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Whatever mats you choose, remember to use the code EVERYDAY21 at checkout to receive a 10% discount and free shipping from Covercraft.com. Lots of good questions at all. As always, I'm going to start with Travels with George J. He said, what modern creature comforts or conveniences are we surprised that we miss in our cheap sports cars? <laughs> For example. All of them. <laughs> he said, "For example, he's, got, he's gotten used to the fact that he doesn't have to use a key to start his his new car. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, he doesn't have to remember to shut off the lights. This has bumped into 
an old man rant I think I have. (laughs) One of my get off my lawn things. This is weird, but I've settled on this recently. I want to turn on and off my own lights. I don't like that. I understand it got dark. I know how to turn lights on. I'd like to do that myself. (laughs) Get off my lawn. Seriously. (laughs) I just, I would like, and I really, look, George, you like the fact that it does it for you. My wife loves that. She always has her car on auto. I just realized this sounds really weird, but in the Z4, it has an auto setting. I don't use it. You like the interaction. I want to turn the light. Guess what? It got dark. I'm going to turn the lights on. Guess what? I parked. Guess what I need to do? Turn the lights off. I just like that. I know that sounds stupid. I want to have no, a key. No, it's, it's I want to have a key in the ignition. I want to turn my own lights on. I just want that. I know it sounds weird. But you're asking what do we miss or what do we think is, is necessary. I don't necessarily miss this because the Z4 has one of these. But the two things, modern creature comforts, that I have decided I just want, period. Heated seats and Apple CarPlay. I have neither of those in the SLK. Yeah, I have heated seats in the Z4. I will say yeah, that. But I got neither. I, I think because of the way our phones are so distracting, but because the interface on the phone is so good, I just – and also, we jump in and out of so many cars, and everybody's interface is just a little bit different. I just want to have Apple CarPlay so that whenever, whatever car you drop into, the tech is a known commodity. I Yeah. Agreed. And agreed. it gets cold here. Heated seats are great. Those are the two. I do miss heated seats and the radio in the SLK is broken and I don't really want to go back to CDs because my CD collection is buried somewhere in the house and I don't want to go back to that. And so I'm suffering here for the show. I'm, I'm suffering, (laughs) but my, my fob battery died. Uh, I haven't figured out how to change the battery. I haven't gotten around to it yet. So I've just stopped locking my car. (laughs) I just leave it unlocked. You have the demeanor where you're just like, just you know what? Take it. Away. It's I fine. Do. I kinda, it's that, fine. I just close the door and walk away. Nobody touches it. <laughs> Nobody. It's fine. Christopher L is on Facebook asking what we think about Toyota re-trademarking the Celica name and rumors that Toyota hasn't announced in 86 yet because they're going to use the Celica name instead. Celica. Mm. Christopher personally hopes not. Because the 86 name, he says, is pretty well established right now. Do we think that they will introduce a new Celica that would be different enough from the 86 and Supra? Or are they just keeping the name current just in case? I think that's really it right now. You, you, you think they're wanna, just keeping it around? Yeah, you don't want to yeah. drop that. You don't want somebody else to scoop that up and, mm-hmm. you know, like IROC. You know, <laughs> you don't want to lose that. The, the IROC name. You don't want to lose that. I, I actually, Chris, I think, and you you own an 86. You own an FRS, Chris. I I actually think I'm going to say it. That car should have always been called the Celica. It Which the 86? Yes, it should have come out as the Celica because the Celica started as a cheap four, and then it went to six cylinder, became the Super, but a cheap four cylinder rear wheel drive. It should have come back out as the Celica. Okay, I suppose because of the origins of where it started, and because the it was e- known as a soft front wheel drive car when they killed it, though. Yes, but but think about the one that everybody talks about is the drift king that the 86 was named after sure. the ae86 was a small lightweight rear wheel drive celica and the ae86 was like the code for it mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so it should have been the celica i think it would be weird to bring it back now as that but of course they originally put it underneath the scion brand in the u.s made the frs i i don't mind it because i think it's where it should have been i think it's weird to do it call it an 86 for a while and now call it something else 
We've also been talking about this idea. Actually, Chance brought this up, and he said, what if Toyota doesn't bring an 86 back? What if Subaru is the only manufacturer, the only mark that will that, get though. that, and it's going to be a BRZ because Toyota has the Supra? I think they should bring the 86 back, but they rename it. They actually rename the Supra Mic Drop because when they bring it back, it will have a manual just in time for Nissan to introduce the 400Z. You know that's coming. And they'll steal their thunder. You know that's coming. I wonder if that's what's going to happen. I, I think I think because of platform sharing and cost sharing that Toyota has to come out with an 86. But they can it call it whatever they want. It more. Yeah, they can call it whatever they want. I can't imagine. It's such an uh, – look, it is even odder in Subaru's lineup – than it is in Toyota's lineup. I agree. It is even stranger to have that car on the Subaru lot than have it on the Toyota lot. So I, I think it just I makes sense Subaru for Toyota to have it, but we'll see. I don't think dealers know what to do with it. They're so busy selling SUVs. All-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, all-wheel yeah. drive, all-wheel drive, CVT, 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 CVT. And then here is this oddball, rear-wheel drive, manual yes. transmission, or standard automatic. That's weird. I completely agree. The Crandall Sevens asking on Instagram, what sports car, I liked this question, what sports car, 2010 or newer, could you buy for around $30,000 and feel like you spent 60 or more? Oh, that's a jump. I like that. I, I, I love this, in fact. Okay. okay. I've got a few for you. Buy a used Corvette. My dad just did. Buy a used Corvette. That's <laughs> going to feel I like I predict a, you're going to use that a lot. Probably. That, that's going to feel like a much nicer, more expensive car than you probably paid for at thirty grand. Buy a used Cayman. Or Boxster, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to feel like yeah. a lot more than a $30,000 car. A $30,000 Boxster or Cayman feels really expensive. But you know what else is down here? Aston Martins. The Vantage. <laughs> the Vantage is like eight. mid-30s. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so is the Jaguar F-Type. They're down in this range. All of those are worthwhile. You can For thirty grand. you can't, but you can almost get yourself an Alpha 4C. They're more like 40, 45. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But that's my list for 30 grand, and it feels like 60 or more. Those are good. Felipe Rodriguez is asking us, what could one do to improve the front axle feel of the Z4? I suppose hooking up those drop links, you could, like, reinstall those. Well, I could. Here's the thing. If I really wanted to do this, I really wanted to do it. I could take out the electric power steering and put in the hydraulic power steering that they put into the M version of that car. Well, that's true. Yeah, that is actually the best way to do it. But this this is one of those diminishing returns thing. I bought it for $7,000. <laughs> I would spend probably half that just doing what I described. Would it make the steering feel good? Yes, it would. But is it worth all of that? I don't know that it is. This is one of those things where – and I'll tell you this because I, I have looked into it just a little bit to know that – Short of doing what I've just described, you don't really improve it much. It's that electric power steering system that is the culprit. Mm-hmm. So you have to get rid of that ultimately and go with the hydraulic, and you can get something back. And I just don't see that's worth it. Yeah, here you Gary, the cycling nerd, is asking for the year 2021, what would be our automotive celebrity death pool? What mm-hmm. he's asking here is, what model do you see not surviving 2021? Feel free to expand it to other automotive automotive things like a brand, a class mm. of racing, etc. I think the Stellantarians are going to take a close look at their entire brand list mm-hmm. and really they're going to ax some things. They have yeah. claimed at this podcast report recording that they're keeping everything. Mm-hmm. Launch is going to grow and be even bigger and we're going to see PSA cars in America and it's all going to grow. I think not. 
I think they're going to have to have a strong business case, to be honest. I do see Chrysler going away. I think they should just stab it and kill it and let yeah. it die, yeah. to be honest, because there's other models that they can get what they're doing with the Chrysler sales. It's completely duplicated or, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or the 300, unless the Chrysler brand completely becomes minivan, unless they start to do what Dodge has you know, carved out to be is just... Holy cow, muscle. You mm-hmm. want muscle, you go to Dodge. Yeah. It's not even trucks anymore because Ram, a Ram. Yeah, 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 has yeah, been carved right. out as a Good brand. Point. So Good then point. you think of, okay, Ram only makes trucks. Dodge has muscle mm, I cars. see your point. I see your point. Chrysler just has minivans. Unless they start doing it mm, like that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I do see GM taking a close eye at everything they're doing, especially with him announcing by 2035 that GM wants to go all electric or at least introduce 30 new electric cars on this particular platform. That's for... for Things across the board. Sure. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with sure <sighs> hard, on that. Hard to say. I hope Cadillac, the Lyric is coming. We know this. Mm-hmm. And I like the style. I like the interior. I like what they're thinking. They're putting a lot of effort into that. Mm-hmm. I think they need to take a close look at everything else they put under the Cadillac brand. I think they need to wipe it all away, essentially. <laughs> I think they just need to. Watch our quite ranty CT4 piece on the Test Drive Cadillac, channel. This will make more sense. Yeah. Including the SUVs. Mm-hmm. Just gone because you have Chevy. You, you, there's a lot GMC. of direct connection there for I just, sure. Yeah, there's yeah. no point. You're buying the badge and a, you're spending more money for the badge at that point. So push it all towards Lyric. But Gary, the biggest brand that I think needs the revamp is Infinity. Mm. We've talked about this. I think they just need to. Mm. <laughs> easy, easy. Family podcast. <laughs> Family podcast. You'll be okay. Delete, wipe everything off, change everything, throw them all away, stop building cars. Make the big changeover. Mm-hmm. Introduce the the next big thing from Infinity. Make us love the brand again. Go back to your roots of show me a rock with water running over it. Show me a leaf floating <laughs> in a stream. Isn't this a car commercial? Show me a door handle. Show me it. Fine. And then introduce what you see, new tech, the, the next big thing. And even the, all these other models can just go. Even the name Infinity suggests it could be a future-looking electric car. Heck yeah. Bring that already. There's some difficult track daily crush that have been throwing us at here. I've got uh, two track ones, track car specific ones from Jay Polly 003. He's got uh, the first one is Porsche GT2 RS. Delish. The Mustang GT350R mm-hmm. and the Corvette C7 Corvette ZR1. The big boys of all three. They're track-bred cars, track-capable cars. So how would we track-daily crush those? These are still track-daily crush questions, but using track-based cars. I think I think on this one, there's another one coming up that's every bit as hard, that I would daily the GT2 RS. I think I would track and try to tame the C7 ZR1. Really? And that means I'd crush the GT350R, which is too bad because that car is also great. The C7 ZR1, we've driven it. It's trying to kill you. It, it, it's Always way, way to too you. much car. But I think in a track-capable situation where you've got runoff, let's be honest, places where you could screw up, <laughs> it would be fun to explore that car. Whereas the okay. GT2 RS, uh, in spite of the fact, watch our piece on it with with the Porsche 959, in spite of the fact that it is unbelievably track-capable, it was fun at 30. 
Sure, sure. See, I would track the GT2 RS all day long. Yeah, but now what are you dailying? I'm dailying the Ford. Okay, all right. That's I'm good. I'm letting the C7. I think it's too much for its own good. I it's think it's a lot. Every part of the car is trying to gain prominence over every other part of the car. The engine okay. is trying to overpower the brakes. The brakes are trying to overpower the engine and the <laughs> suspension. The suspension's <laughs> trying to do everything. The seats, the interior, trying to overpower everything and make you pay attention. The, the, the styling is overpowering over the top of that. The, new, the nose had lip implants, and that looks good on no one, and yeah. it's really ruined the front end of that car. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's cats fighting in a bag. It's everything trying to <laughs> outdo. It's it's going to break itself because it's all trying to outdo itself. ZR1, cats in a bag. I like it. It's good. <laughs> the second actual uh, the track daily crush here is the C7ZR1 again, Viper ACR, and AMG GTR. I like the AMG. The, the AMG GTR is going nowhere. I think I would, uh, I think I would daily that thing just because I want to spend time in it. I would daily it too, yeah. And I, I want to try a Viper ACR. That's interesting. You and I align on this. I want to know in that situation because the Viper now takes the place of the ZR1. It's the it's the thing yeah. to take on the track and to tame. So Viper ACR becomes the track car. It the just, C7 gets crushed, and you would thoroughly enjoy that AMG GTR every oh. single day. Yeah, for sure. Salmon One is asking if we think we'll see any advancements for improving windshield wiper systems or getting rid of them altogether. I think we're doing pretty well at this point. I think most car manufacturers have figured it out, and, and they work fairly well. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you have a patent or an idea for another kind of cleaning system, have you lived with mud and snow and ice and all those kinds of things? I don't see it going away really quickly, to be honest, especially with the infrastructure around cleaning your windows. The wiper blade industry, just that mm-hmm. alone, I think they would it's a bit of squawk. It's a bit of an ain't, ain't broke, don't fix it moment, I feel, to mm-hmm. some degree. By the way, speaking of weird wiper things, this isn't alone, but it just made me laugh. We had a Mercedes AMG recently, and my wife was in it, and we, and we needed to use the misters. Oh, yeah, right. And it came out of the wiper blades. She was like, wait a minute. Did that just come out of the blades? I was like, yeah. <laughs> they thought of everything. Alex Mataloni asked on Instagram, he said, back in November, we mentioned on Instagram that we were driving the Toyota RAV4 Prime, and we didn't ever do a video on it. And the reason we didn't, we'd had like two RAV4s back-to-back, and it hit us at a time when we were actually traveling a lot. So we got to drive it. We didn't actually shoot it. He's asking what we thought. Honestly, it's one of the best RAV4s out there right now. really is. I agree. The, the, the torque fill of the electric motor and everything that it does, it's really, really cool. He asked because his mom test drove one and loved it and now has one on order. I think she's making a very, very good choice. We like the RAV4 in general this generation. I, I think the TRD Pro is good, but I actually think the hybrid is the one you want to go for if you can afford it. But the Prime actually may be better than the hybrid. I'm sorry we didn't do Crazy a test enough. drive, yeah. but it was very impressive. Also, you said you're reading my novel. Thank you, man. I appreciate you said you're liking it. When you're done, I hope you still like it, and I would welcome your review. Thank you, man. On Facebook, Waleed Z is asking about somebody swapping a V8 into a Tesla. He said a well-known YouTuber process mm-hmm. of swapping a V8 into a Tesla. Mm-hmm. Do we think that will improve or worsen the handling of the car, and how so? Mm-hmm. It's because of weight distribution, because that engine was never designed to... The, the suspension wasn't designed to carry that engine in that particular spot in the car. Mm-hmm. And the the chassis wasn't designed to carry that engine wherever it's going, you know, wherever he is positioning that in relation to the front axle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, 
the, the whole car wasn't designed for it. So I predict that it will worsen the handling dramatically. Mm-hmm. But who cares? <laughs> it's a novelty. It's just the sound alone coming out of that thing is the whole point. Well, then it's also going to be about I had to, to hack away to build a tailpipe space on the back of my Tesla. And let's hope. I haven't seen actually the videos they do. I don't know who you're talking about. I hope he has the, the HOV lane sticker. Already on the body of the car, yeah, so you can be I, in the HOV lane with the big rumbling V8 because that's really what you want to do. I hope that stays. Keep those car debates coming. We love reading through what you guys are interested in and thinking about. And uh, write to us. Looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.